Hello, everyone. Welcome to another session of Parallel Barkings, Woof Woof, uh, with me, Larry Becker, and my daughter. Hello, I am Ariana. Woof Woof. Today, we're going to do something fun and uh, maybe uh, get us closer to, uh, to God. Uh, today, we're, we're going to talk about uh, a fairly interesting story, a very commonplace story, I suspect, in a lot of ways, but a very interesting one. Anyway, uh, it's the story of a good sister uh, uh, who was the principal at a religious school. And she was, I, don't, I forget what order she was in, um, Ariana may know, um, who over the course of 10 years managed to- She was in a Catholic school. She was a yeah, nun. Yeah, yeah. At yeah, the yeah. St. James Catholic School. Sure. But we don't know what order she is. So we I have no we, idea. We can't do nasty gossiping about the particular characteristics of particular orders. Um, but anyway, okay. so over the course over the course of 10 years, apparently, she managed to um to pilfer roughly a hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, a little over eight hundred thousand dollars over the course of 10 years to feed not the poor to feed not some renegade group within the Roman Catholic hierarchy, but to feed her gambling addiction. It was so, the Kruper charity. It, it was uh, the Croupier, yes. Is it Kruper or Croupier? I, I don't think. Doesn't matter. No, it's not Croupier. Don't try to fancy it up. We're raising the profile of the podcast by inventing and making fancy new words. I mean, that it was the nun's Four last name words. is Kruper. I'm going was to it go. really? Yeah. K R U P E R. So, what do you think about the case of this, uh, of the, the nun with the extraordinary talent? Uh, for getting away with uh, pilfering $100,000 a year and keeping it more or less a secret for 10 years. <laughs> I think it just shows that we're all human and oh, some people sounds... wear masks you can do really well. That. You can do better than that. And I just think we're it's human. hilarious that- so Why do you think it's hilarious? I mean, come on. This is hilarious because you expect the nun to be the most well-performing model citizen, but then you find out that, hey, she's embezzling funds and, oh my, she's got a gambling addiction and what? Oh. I'm going to turn that narrative on its head. And I would posit that just as some people are called to the faith because, in fact, they are closer to uh, their version of God than anyone else, it may be possible that the people who come closest to or who seek to get closest to the divine light are the ones who are most in need of guidance. That is, the thieves, the criminals, the, uh, the people who, in their own minds, are most likely to sin and are most weak, uh, who may well believe that uh, by getting closer to at least the structures through which the divine manifests itself on earth, that they might somehow save themselves. Well, and that's so fine, but then why would they then be asked to lead a flock 
if they are then lost themselves? Because you don't know whether you've gotten the, the, the truly holy or the truly in need of holiness. I reject that. I think you would know. I don't think so. I think that was a I nice know. try. Um, you may be a much better judge of character than me. Um, but, but for me, the more interesting thing is that, in fact, the stereotype is itself, which is, which is what you're relying on, the stereotype itself is what is suspect here, that in fact, merely because you take a vocation, it must mean um, ipso facto that you are uh, closer to the ideal of that vocation. And it may well be that you take the vocation because you're so far away that you figure that the vocation is the only way you're going to take any kind of steps to get closer. And so you might well expect both, right, the holiest and simplest and purest person on earth, as well as the mirror reverse of that, uh, both stepping up to the, the plate. And then every once in a while, they mess up and yeah. they get and they get caught. So, uh, so I, I found that that interesting the more interesting part was um so she's she's blown eight hundred thousand dollars of money that she's stolen from very good causes uh to feed her gambling habit um i was wondering whether in the story there was anything about how the people from whom the money was stolen have reached out to the places where she blew her money asking them to make donations back to the church in the amount of the money that she pilfered. Oh, wow. That is a big reach. I don't think that was added to any of the articles I read, but I, I mean, I did read that there were letters written by dozens of people in the church leadership, the school co-workers, you know, parents of former students um, who, you know, signed these letters for sentencing and a more majority of them were in favor of trying to uh, lessen Cooper's okay. Now, now I'm, I'm gonna have to climb on my high horse for two seconds. Please do. Yeah. All right. That I find extraordinarily, well, pathetic is the wrong word, but and not ironic, uh, but it does mirror a kind of sad trend in our society. So how do we reward COVID workers? We open up our windows at midnight and we clap. Um, how do we show our solidarity with, uh, for example, the, 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 the poor Ukrainians to whom we're sending very little uh, and for whom we are we are staying as far away from as possible, other than by bleeding kind of nice words and putting up pictures of the Ukrainian flag every once in a while. And in a sense, um, all of those letters to me feel the same way. It's very easy to sit on your computer and write or have written for you because I'm sure that there is some standard prototype letter that was then sent around and then you were required to just fix it up at the margins. It would be interesting to see just how closely each of those letters look like the others, but that's a different story, right? And then to send it in. You know, you want to prove to me that you believe what you said. This goes back to my earlier comments. Include in that 
a check for a thousand or two or three thousand dollars in it as a donation to the church. I believe in her so much, and I think that she is on the right path that I myself will put my money where my mouth is and donate what I can to make up for her weakness and her sin um, that she can then work off in some way by doing holy works or something. But I bet you there's not a one of them, right, who, are, uh, who put themselves out by doing more than writing a fancy letter. Uh, and, and one has to wonder if we're reduced in this context uh, if the if the value of our society and, and our our the signs of our social solidarity are now nothing more than little discursive tropes, a letter here, um, a symbolic hand raised, a knee on the ground. If that's what we're reduced to, uh, then one has to wonder uh, about the reality of things. So uh, she blows eight hundred thousand dollars. Everyone believes in her. I don't see either the, um, the gambling establishments looking to do good work uh, because of the, the nature of this problem, a kind of expiation and a, 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 a social, solidarity, social solidarity signal of good faith. I don't see that. And I certainly don't see the people who rally around her putting their money where their mouth is. And so one wonders, uh, what is it exactly that one is seeing other than some kind of theater piece? Well, yeah, very, they don't see it as their brilliant. problem. They see it as their opportunity to show their goodwill and their ability to forgive without having to put a stake sure. in, stake in at all. They don't have to put in their stake, but they can show the people around them, the, the community around them, how. Um, but this is but this is empty virtue signaling, which apparently is what the, the exactly, United States has been reduced to. Exactly. But I don't mind the virtue signaling, and that's fine. And in fact, I think that's a step forward. The part that, that I think is more troublesome is the word that comes before virtue, that is empty. Right. And so what we've gotten used to now, uh, because this is a society that uh, apparently increasingly believes that uh, one ought to get something for nothing uh, and that things don't have costs, is that virtue signaling becomes a thing in itself, uh, especially when it's empty. Mm -hmm. right? And so it's the emptiness, the emptiness of all of this, her emptiness. Uh, which facilitated a 10-year odyssey in sin, in sin with enormous effects on the school, the kids, and all of that. It's the emptiness of the recipients of this who knowing that there are a number of people who will sin, who do very little to expiate it or make things as right as they can or not in the direction of their responsibility socially. So the emptiness of them, and then the emptiness of the parishioners and the hierarchy who believe that the only thing that's required there is some kind of gesture, right, which is empty, but which indicates no significant stake, solidarity stake, in the actions that they've undertaken. So what we wind up seeing, and this is why I love the story and I was so glad that, that you suggested it, it's a story of emptiness. And it's a story that to me signals in part um, some of the moral and social and cultural emptiness 
uh, which now necessarily, I think, characterizes a chunk of our social being. I don't think it shows a bit of decadence. I think it shows just, you know, we, we don't really need to do much except perform for each other. There is no... Yeah, but we're not even putting much effort in our performance, is my point. That, that, but, but who cares? I mean, nobody well, apparently cares. Apparently the judge cared. The judge cared, which yeah, her sentence was, what, a year? I mean, yes, but there were plenty yeah. who wanted to give her longer. I mean, it was funny. What I found hilarious was one of an earlier in one of her earlier interviews she told investigators that a factor in taking the money above and beyond her gambling debts was she felt it was unfair that there was a disparity between the pay uh, the wages between public and private schools you are wow. a nun hold up you are a nun what what are those vows that you take when you first wait 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 this is great so rather than writing a letter to the editor or rather than going off and helping organize the teachers or exercising yeah i'll just life, steal that just sounds good right let's just take it let's just take the money because that's right we have to change her name then uh to sister hood sister robin hood Except it's not quite Robin Hood because she's not going to give it to the, anybody except herself. She she sees herself. No, that's herself. not true. She gave she it to the gambling as the she poor. Gave it to the gambling establishments. They were poor because they were poor from her debts, right? They were debt well, poor from you know. Well, no, she poor. robbed from the rich. She robbed from the rich, supposedly in her own mind, to give to the rich, the gambling establishment. So all good. That, um, that's a so backwards I guess it's Robin. Not Robin. I guess it's not Robin Hood. What we'd have to do is figure out how to say Robin Hood backwards. Duh. Duh. Nibar. So she's she's duh nibar. Duh nibar. Because she's the she's Robin Hood backwards. Although you have to give her points. You know, I might have taken a year or two off her sentence too for cleverness here in in that. But even if you were inclined to give her just a year, you might have thought, well, maybe a year for every year that she expended on this effort. So maybe she needs a year to think about how to expiate this for every year in which she thought this was a cool thing to do or a necessary thing to do or some kind of um, fight against the, her evil alien overlords or whatever it is, however it is she's gonna characterize her, her resistance. <laughs> I mean, also, she was living in LA. I'm wondering if she felt the push and pull of that lifestyle and thought, hey, maybe yeah. I'll take some of this. I would buy that if she spent the $800,000 on lipo, a facelift. Right. A That's true. But instead, she. <laughs> that was not where the money was going that what the money was going to um activity right but i mean it wasn't even going to having fancy dinners at overpriced restaurants where she could sit next to the stars so yeah. Uh, yeah as far as as far as she was concerned she could have been ripping them off in nebraska uh for all it has a connection to the quote unquote culture of la 
Yeah, um, that's so sad. I mean, where was she blowing her money, by the way? Do you know? Was she blowing it in Vegas? Was she blowing it at the local uh, gambling joints? I have no clue. I mean, I'd like to know that because you you wasted, you know, 10 years gambling and you wasted, you know, these kids tuition money, this charity money. It. You're making a judgment. Okay, she okay, okay. You spent you. you spent all of this money, you know, apparently playing, and now you're going to spend a year in prison. So was it worth it? I want to know what kind of establishment you were playing in. I want I want to be the judge. Oh, I can tell you where. I can tell you she was in Vegas, she was in Tahoe, and she was in Temecula. <gasps> no, no, so she did it right. She went to the, the places that you would expect uh, people of her social class to go. Holy moly, all right. Now, the good news is, of course, and, and maybe this, this is a good way to end it. So, uh, so rather than us engaging in further empty virtue signaling by, <laughs> by whining about her sentence, it, it, it appears also as well that since she was caught, she's now submitted herself to strict supervision within her convent. Uh, and it may well be that uh, if in fact she was going to serve out the rest of her life in penance within her convent, that that is a much better place for her to repent mm. than as yet another woman in, a, um, in, in, in some kind of prison. And indeed, it might well do her good, uh, which then brings to mind the question, huh, uh, I wonder, and, but this is for another podcast, the uh, connections uh, between a convent life in terms of reclaiming lost souls and the wasteland that, that is our prison and our prison system right now. But if in fact that is the case, that in fact she's now under strict supervision in her convent, which I'm assuming means she's not getting out very much uh, except to, um, to do the, um, uh, the, the cycle of prayers and whatever work uh, may be useful for her to contemplate her sins and getting closer to God, and then she's there. You know, that certainly might be much a, a much more well-connected punishment for her uh, than throwing her in jail. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. But it's not only that. She also has to pay back the money that was stolen. Well, but let's think about that. Yes, there has to be repayment, but does repayment have to be in kind? Might she instead, for example, provide roughly the equivalent of $800,000 in good works going forward? And does the payment have to be directly to the institution from whom she stole it? But can she give $800,000 in good works value somewhere in the community? Um, that is a very good question. And I think that's probably up to the parties involved. Well, no, what do you think? Let me put you on the spot here. Well, I think in this case, no. 
because mm -hmm. that money could have been used for um, funding the uh, programs at the school and things that were, um, you know, opportunities were lost because you know, people were counting, could have been counting on those funds. Yeah, yeah, but here's why I disagree with you. Because I'd say, okay, fine. Putting aside the question of whether she's going to repay, because she will, then my point here is that, well, is it really her fault specifically with respect to this? Or was it the lazy, careless institution and institutional monitoring system? So if anyone's going to have to make up the $800,000, it's the fools who by their own carelessness, sloth, and inability to create good compliance and monitoring systems, who let this woman over, it wasn't a year thing, who let this woman over a decade. Years. That's true. Right? That's absolutely well, maybe true. they're the ones, they're the ones who should be paying back, right? And so that's why I, I say there's there's more than enough blame here. I like that. I clearly, like that. clearly she's she got to she's gotta pay. She's got to pay. Um, but does she have to pay back to them? There's a lot, which goes back to my earlier comment. Why aren't these clowns who are writing this letter, or blessed clowns, um, yes. uh, to be sure, why aren't they ponying up money? Because indeed, there's a lot of sinning going around here. It's just sinning in different contexts. And to make her the scapegoat. Yes, it's about perspective, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's to make true. her the scapegoat for community of sin is just, I think, way too easy for these folks. Although uh -huh. I, I do appreciate a lifetime for her of contemplation of her sin, which is the least that she should do. Last thoughts? I actually agree with you this time. Oh my God, this is scary. We have to find a, a program where we violently, not violently, we can't do violence anywhere, where we <laughs> vigorously, vigorously disagree. Yeah, I think I might go see what's wrong with my head. <laughs> so. All right, so woof, woof. Um, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time. Last words. Yep, see you next time. Thanks right. everyone. Bye.